Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Honest Podcast, the premier, the pip, the pimp, mip. I'm not going to edit that out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Honest Podcast, the premier podcast of the premier improv team at Kansas State University on the spot. My name is Zach, and I've got two lovely spotties with me here today. If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Garrett. And I'm Evan. Two returning uh, spotties to the podcast. Garrett, I know. I don't, how long has it been since you've been on an episode it's of the been, podcast? Uh, definitely since last spring. Definitely. Yeah. Garrett's been a busy little boy. Yeah. He looks so busy right now. I can see it in his eyes. It's incredible. You just emanate busyness. So much. There's veins in his forehead. People just get out of my way constantly. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, both of you, thank you. Evan, I think you were on the last episode, correct? Uh, was that the one we did with uh was that with was with Tim? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then. Yeah. Cuz I think wasn't Jacob also on that one? Oh. No, then I guess I was on the one with Tim, and then the one with Jacob and Evan. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 That was the last one we did, because... I've heard way too much of Evan. Wait, did the the alumni show happen last weekend, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. that was... I didn't even realize we did one that week. I that, thought that seems was, so long ago. I thought that was, like, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. How many weeks have I been time, on? Time, right? <laughs> I know. Wow. I think you've been on at least four. It's just because I don't do anything on Sundays, and I was like, I mean... Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Well, either way, welcome back, both of you, to an- another exciting episode. Um, as you guys might be able to tell, we're all a little bit scatterbrained. It's the Sunday before our finals week here mm-hmm. in the good old K-State. Mm-hmm. I think we're all a little sleepy, a little tired, maybe. Uh, just a little bit. That's Ready to all go right home. Now. Ready to go home. Go home, go bed. Go home, go bed. Go home, go bed. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> I don't want to do this no more. Man, oh, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> I was telling Evan right before you got here, Garrett, that, uh, wow, I can't even remember what I was saying to Evan. Uh, oh, oh my God, what was it? Evan, See, I'm you... struggling to remember. I had it, a is thought. this Halo? Is it, no, we're talking about Halo? this was okay. about, I think it was about, five, no, it was just about today. Yeah, I haven't done anything, jeez, <laughs> I'm losing it. Um, <laughs> I haven't really done anything, like, super taxing today. Like, I got up this morning and I went for a hike, because I was like, I should get out of the house for a little bit, because, like, otherwise I know I'm just going to sit in here and, like, not really do anything. So I did that, but then for the rest of the day, I kind of just, like, Hung around my apartment, like sent a couple work emails, but like didn't really do anything physically taxing. But like I was falling asleep on the couch before I came here. Like I, <laughs> like you're the text you sent me like a, a little while ago asking about the place. Like I was half asleep when I got that. <laughs> so, oh gosh, wow, sounds like a fun day. Yeah, you know me. So I've just I've just been chilling. I went on a, a run because I was like, oh geez, if I'm, so I'm training for a marathon, but oh, okay. I'm a little bit lackadaisical. I'm trying to like build up my like leg tendons instead mm-hmm. of, like the muscles grow a lot faster than the tendons and then i don't want to get hurt because i have really bad problems with shin splints so it's like oh i'm just gonna do like a nice little like multi-directional movement day not just forward like running always is so i went to old stadium i was gonna do some you know like back pedals a lot of you know side movement all yeah. that sort of stuff and i saw jay and patrick they were playing they were playing spike ball with a ton of people they were they were really getting into it. They're mm-hmm. they're insane. Oh yeah, they intimidate me. They like offer like, hey, you want to come? You want to come play spike ball? Me having never played spike ball in my life, and I was like, uh, <laughs> no. I I mean, like on paper, I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. And then I was like, just I'm dreading the day they're like, they knock on my door, yeah. and they're like, hey, spike ball. You <laughs> so like you you don't want them to cash that check. They've sent it out. You yeah, sent it yeah. out. And you're like please. Once, once they cash it, man, my soul, I'm bound to that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't say hi to them. They look really intense. It's all right. And so I was like, I'll just keep running. Hey, sometimes we just observe the spotties in the wild. <laughs> don't have to interact. Yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they'll know that I saw them. Yeah, I've seen Braden and Joe, uh, Braden Penny boarding and Joe Long boarding around campus, looking like they got a place to go. And you know, I'll if they see me, I wave. But if not, I'm like, they're doing their thing. Dude, I I swear, I passed Joe Joe Pat sorry Joe passed me on his longboard down the the business building hill probably like 20 25 times this semester i tried saying hi for like the first 10 times and i was just like he he did not notice any of them i was like all right he's just vibing he's doing his thing yeah dude joe books it down that hill he'll tell me about it sometimes like i think that's one of his like favorite parts of the day is just getting to take that hill and just being like all right time to go home is that is that the one behind like directly behind bluemont yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that on my. I have a standard, just normal skateboard. Oh. Okay. Um, and I tried. I was. I was like. So if you ever see me on my skateboard, 
uh, just know I have nothing to do. Like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not I'm going on, anywhere. I'm on my skateboard because I, I, I have nowhere to go. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I was messing around one, one afternoon uh, when, like, my roommates weren't home and no one was, and everyone in town was busy. So I was like, all right, I'll just go for their skateboard ride. Uh, and then I get to this hill. It was, like, smooth concrete, uh, pretty decent slope. What, you know, I underestimated was, like, that, it's not a crazy steep hill. It's just really long. And what little I remember from physics told me that, like, you know, same same <laughs> level of acceleration, right? It's just spread out over a, yeah, yeah. Over a longer <laughs> distance. Yeah. Uh, I, like, like, and when you're going that fast, like, a slight twitch will send your board, like, <laughs> like careening to one side. Mm-hmm. And, like, these are just, like, normal, like, you know, twitches you do to balance the board. So, like, if you, like, you know, overshoot it a little bit, you're going off the sidewalk. Uh, and I had to bail off. Uh, I don't even know how fast I was going, but, like... I, like, bail up, and you do, like, the big arm yeah. swim <laughs> yeah. uh, and just, like, try not to eat concrete. And I was like, I'm never doing that again on this board. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very, uh, you know, i got to give Joe props to, if he's doing that, like, every day, like, I don't, he's got he's got something I don't. i got to be honest. He he does wear through about two inches of rubber on his shoe every day. That's true. Um, but he, he stop. sends it pretty hard, and then... <laughs> I do remember one time, I think we were, like, we were just sitting around waiting for one of our practices to start, and he showed me how, like, thin the bottom of his shoes were getting on a particular pair of tennis shoes, just from, like, how much he wears it down from stopping on his board. There's got to be a better way to stop. Breaks. Especially on a penny board, I really don't think there is. Yeah. Right? It's like longboard people do the little, like, just, like, swooping back and forth type of thing. I've seen them do that. It's kind of like you're skiing and just kind of... Yeah. yeah. I'm bad at skiing. Cutting so. back and forth. No. I mean, I tried. Uh, I only I was only able to do the, like, you know, where you, like, make the, the wedge pizza. with your feet. The pizza french fry. Yeah. Uh, my pizza turned into, like, a reverse pizza pretty quickly. Uh, I just broke your ankles. And Yeah. And, no, they twisted my legs off. They're gone. Legs were gone. Had, yeah. to, had to reattach them with Legos. This feels bad, man. <laughs> yeah. It's working pretty Bionicle good. Bionicle parts. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like <laughs> this is the first time you and like your girlfriend are like about to like be intimate and you're just like babe I never told you this <laughs> you take off your pants and it's just bionicle legs <laughs> but a human dick <laughs> bionicle dick <laughs> would that be just like the little like brain thing that's like stored in like the back of their head I like would to think it's one of the little dick? like it's one of the little like uh like shooter things that like shoots the oh, plastic balls really, like, squeeze it <laughs> yeah the squeeze things <laughs> and and <laughs> instead it doesn't like it doesn't go up on its own it's it's plastic you gotta stick you gotta stick more pieces on it <laughs> it's also just not comfortable to like you no. know use our <laughs> no <laughs> Good old Bionicle. <laughs> <dick>. <laughs> Sounds like a good movie idea, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. like Edward Scissorhands or Evan, Evan Bionicle, Bionicle dick. dick. Yeah, yeah. It's like the million dollar man, but like the $22 man. <laughs> yeah, $22 a, man from Target? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's on a budget and he chose to spend it on Bionicle dick. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Bionicle, okay, so like I never really like had a lot of like Bionicles growing up I had like a couple mm-hmm. but I always like I always watched the commercials because the commercials for Bionicles always went very hard and were very dramatic oh, and yeah. then there were a couple of Bionicle TV shows that were like yes. very short lived yes. but also like we're just I just remember everything about like Bionicles media being way over the top and dramatic yeah, it and was. like taking itself so seriously it was no, it, yeah it was, yeah. Pretty, it was pretty cool it was, it was pretty cool I, I own one of the movies on DVD still I'm not sure why I got it um or, or where it came from and then so you know i was pretty young when bionicle was still a thing right mm-hmm. uh this is like 2008 ish i think when bionicle truly stopped being a thing mm-hmm. and they moved into like very similar but also very different the the hero factory yeah, uh, I remember those, yeah. same same basic idea same like you know parts and, and stuff but totally different like world that was my that was my shit was hero factory Okay, and, like, Hero Factory, I think I had a couple of those, mm-hmm. too, where it was, like, a knight, like, a, you know, it was, yeah. like, it was more, like, people-oriented yes. yeah. and yes. then, like, then like monsters instead yeah. of real robotic monster yeah. dudes. Mm-hmm. 
They weren't as cool, I'm not going to lie. No, they didn't have the same charm. But they were still pretty dang cool. They didn't come in, like, the plastic, like, tubes. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, something, something about those. Like, I, as a little kid, like, you always go over to your friend's house and they have toys. Mm-hmm. Like, little, like, like, bionicles, for instance. That was me. Whereas, like, I went over to a friend's house and they had bionicles. Like, no, these are dope. Yeah. And, like, it's just a toy, right? You know, yeah. like, there's absolutely not. Like, what do we do with them? We, I don't. Bionicled? I don't. What? Do you, what? You just like kind of like, yeah. You know, you play pretend, which is fun. Yeah. But like when you go home, you're like, oh, I need some bionicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My life is incomplete without exactly. bionicles. What will I do with them? I have no idea. Not a single clue. Same thing happened with me and Bakugan. Dude, mm. Bakugan. I had a friend who had Bakugan. He really liked the show. I didn't care at all about it, but I was like, yo, these are lit. You, you just roll them out and they pop up. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn. I was way more like, I never watched the Bakugan TV show, but I was just like, <laughs> the ball opens? <laughs> like, dude, that was dude. like all like, and because I think we might have talked about this, not on the podcast, but at some point, like Bakugan, like when they were originally made, they were like, they had like a whole like magnetized like part of them and they were made out of metal. So they were like really well made. Mm-hmm. No, those are super cool. I think my yeah. neighbor got into it because I got into it. And I got into it because my friend got into it. I don't think any of the three of us ever played a single match or oh, game. I, I don't, don't even know. know. Play. No. Is it possible to play? Is yeah, there a, is yeah. there a game to play? It was meant yeah. to like rival Pokemon at one point. Yeah. But it's like Pokemon because you've got the cards, right? But mm-hmm. also there's these balls that are also monsters, monsters. And they open up on the cards. Super dope. It's like Pokemon squared, basically. Yeah. Wow. I think they just like – because I remember – <laughs> the whole reason they kind of, like, stopped, because they, like, very quickly went down in quality, like, the actual, oh, yeah. like, balls and the cards, because originally, like, the cards themselves were, like, magnetized yeah. so the balls would open, and then it slowly, like, first they were made out of metal, and they were made of really shitty plastic, then they weren't magnetized anymore, and you would just place them down, but it was supposed to be this whole thing where, like, you know, in Yu-Gi-Oh! and in Pokemon, like, you're, like, summoning, like, either, you're, like, yeah. you know, putting out, out a Pokemon into, like, battle, or you're, like, summoning monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh!, and it's supposed to be, like, oh, you can actually summon the thing. Yeah. It was it was really cool. I think the the main thing that they missed on is, at least from our small sample size, I don't think any fucking knew what the game was or how to play it or no. cared for it. They're just no. like, dang, circle opens, exactly. wow. Exactly. Like I I still don't know how to play Pokemon for real. Like yeah. I had a lot of cards and I was really into it, but it was more just the collecting aspect than it was like you know actually competing. Yeah, I, the whole like concept of you have to use energies and stuff like didn't care. Didn't care. No, yeah, energies Didn't. went over my head. I do, I do remember. I, as of right now, could not play the game. But like, I remember, I used to, like, my parents uh, before my mom started just like staying at home over the summers. Like, my parents both worked pretty much up until I was in like middle school, and so, uh, like, we always had to go to summer camp. And like, everyone, I remember as a kid thinking like, oh my god, like, I'm hanging out with these like adults who are our counselors at summer camp. They were just like, I think the oldest person that was with us was like a 25 year old. His name, we called him Ozzy because he really listened, he liked to listen to like Ozzy Osbourne music. Oh my God. I think his name was like, I, I don't even remember. I think it was like Ted or something. Like it started with a T or something like that. But he was like just nuts and like he loved Pokemon. And then there was this other counselor named Luke who I found out, I thought he was in his 30s when I like first met him. Turns out he was like 22. Oh. <laughs> uh, but no, they were like huge into Pokemon and they would like just, they had like huge collections and like trade and like I would literally, I just like the competitive aspect of it. I didn't really care about like the collection part of it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's like literally the opposite of what I was like. I know, I know I had friends who would try to play uh, and would try to just tell me I was doing it wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably because I was, but I don't think they were doing it right either. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever like, outside of adults who like, or like did it and like actually tried to do it seriously. If you were a kid, you were yeah. kind of just like, I play Giratina for yeah. My number is higher than yours. I, I win. win. Yeah. This is math. We're just yeah, doing math with just pictures. Math. Which, if you, would have, if you would have pitched it like that, teachers might not have like thought it was the damn devil. <laughs> That's so true, dude. Listen. I just, no. I remember, like, at recess, like, whenever we would go outside, you kind of, like, had the option uh, you would either, like, there was, like, kind of a divide. There were people who would go play sports out in, like, the fields. There were people, like, my friend group who would, like, we would play Star Wars on the that's, playground. That's and just, like, I, that was my friend group, too. Do that, or, like, literally just, like, we would just get into, like, not super serious, like, wrestling matches and fist fights. Uh-huh. Where we'd just, like, kind of pull our punches, but just, like, fucking throw each other around. Or there were the kids who would, like, play card games. And the only reason that that group existed was because, originally... The teachers would, like, say, like, no, you can't do this. You need to go out and, like, do other things. You need to go run, which, like, they do, like, there's there's a time and a place for that as a kid. You need to, like, get out and do your stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but also like those were the smartest motherfucking kids and all these teachers would like say stuff like well guys like this is such a waste of time like what are you doing i was like they're literally just doing math like while looking at cards <laughs> that have pictures on them they are doing math like pretty high level math <laughs> Yeah, no, that I, I was trying to do multiplication because one of them was like one of my cards that I remember being like the the best card I had had like, you know, it would multiply the damage depending on the number of energies you had. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, as like a second grader, I had to like go to my dad and be like, what does this X mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you he basically taught me multiplication because I had like a decent Pokemon card. <laughs> I learned fractions from playing Pokemon. I'm not. That's the that's not a lie. <laughs> The motivate, like, honestly, all you need to do is, like, align incentives of children towards learning, and they're just like, this is the, I need to do this. It is not as hard as some people make it out to be. Yeah. Like, you just need to give people a practical application for something, and they'll they'll apply themselves to it. It's like, oh, you want to know how to use your super cool Pokemon card? Better fucking sit down at the table and learn how to do multiplication. Sure. Yeah, you better do your sure. power drills. You better. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so you y'all had power drills too. I had power drills. Okay. Yeah. Power drills were literally just like they would give us a. It had thirty questions on it, and I remember as a kid thinking that these were the devil, and that I hated them. I was like, oh, I hate that I have homework, and it's literally just thirty multiple choice like one step math problems. Yeah, like, that I would, like, to do it. Too. I would avoid until the last day. <laughs> And then I would ask my mom to help me, and she would just be like, whatever. But, no, yeah, we had power drills. I would I would do that kind of thing where I would, like, my mom wouldn't let me procrastinate it very much, though. Uh, and it got to the point where, like, she would just, like, you know, she would do whatever she was doing and just sit next to me while I would do it. And, like, it, it wasn't hard for me. Like, I, it, I just had to do it. So, like, the first night of the week, once we got it, I would be like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> didn't do it i would do like spelling instead uh and then like once i actually did it i could do it in like six minutes <laughs> yeah like you just you just gotta you just gotta do it like, yeah i think that's the one thing that i've always it's the same i feel this way about math and about coding where i think they're the same in that like when you don't know how to do them it's the most infuriating thing in the world and it takes you forever. But the second you know how to do everything, it takes you five minutes and it's the easiest thing you will do all day. Yeah, that was me with algebra. Oh, and it's extremely satisfying. It's oh, very yeah. satisfying. It's when you're yeah. like, uh, when I started college algebra, they'd like start with like a baseline test, I guess. Um, and you're just going through all the stuff you learn in algebra too. And I remember like kind of being nervous because this is like the first college level class I've ever taken. And I'm a junior and I'm like freaking out thinking this is way big, bigger than it is. And then, like, sit down, and I'm like, this is so almost relaxing, doing easy algebra that I know how to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's satisfying, like you said, to be like, hey, I know this. I remember this. This is just mm-hmm. how it is. I remember, uh, like, actually, yeah, today I turned in my final project for that, like, coding class that I'm in for my uh, journalism degree. And I remember, like, I was just doing, like, a once-over of it and, like, making sure everything was right. And, like, it literally just felt like I was going line by line to make sure everything was, like, correct and there weren't any errors or, like, everything on the page was showing up right. And I was like, it is mind-boggling to me that literally, like, six months ago, I did not know how to do any of this. And now I have, like, coded a website. <laughs> nice. mm-hmm. That's growth. Yeah. That is, that is character development. I'm a coder now. Yeah, because I've only done coding for... Actually, I've, I've done coding in three different classes. Um, one class was we learned Python for, like, data analytics. So it was, yeah. like, graph making, regression analysis, machine learning, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And that was super cool. We actually learned how to use Python. We really got involved in it. All this other stuff. Two other classes, I learned Stata and R. The, how to use those programs. Did not learn a wink of I, I definitely didn't learn a wink of R. I learned a little bit of Stata, but the emphasis was more on like, hey, what are we doing with this rather than how to do it. But then when it comes to like the final project, it's like, all right, guys, just, you know, code. And you're like, well, hold on. We, we didn't learn how to do any of this. So am I, am I meant to just Google and try to piece together by my words what commands I'm supposed to use because, like, this is a novel problem. I don't actually know how to use these coding languages as I was I was not taught. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm just supposed to think of what what could I possibly use uh, to solve this? Like, okay, well, come on, guys. Like, 
the problem becomes, let me see how good at Googling and describing the problem is, rather than, okay, what's what's the analysis that we're focusing on? It's weird to me how much that I have taught myself while I've been in college. And I mean, I think it's just like, I, I've talked about this with like certain people, but for like what I want to do and like all the skills that I've learned, like most of the skills that I've learned, like I think like being in college has helped me in just that, like it's a place that's allowed me to make mistakes that I couldn't make anywhere else. But most of the stuff that I'm going of like the past, like four or so years that I've learned that I'm going to actually like use in my career uh, I've taught myself by just, like, Googling and, like, sitting at a computer and just, like, trial and error. Like, most of this coding class, like, I taught mo- I just taught myself how to do most of it because, like, not that our instructor, like, our instructor is a very good instructor, but, like, I would say there's, like, me, this girl in my, uh, like, in my, like, final project group and then another girl in our class. And I think the three of us are the only three people who, like, actually know how to do anything now. <laughs> Everyone else, like, it would be, like, a consistent thing where, like, our professor would host office hours on Zoom and it would essentially just be a third class period of the week where everyone would just show up and, like, have her just do the project for them, and they would step-by-step copy her. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. You got to Google a lot of stuff in college. Yeah. yeah. College is, is very useful. I'm, I'm very happy I came here. I think, especially this last year, not really the content and the classes that I've, I've learned as much from. It's like, oh... Let's become more well-rounded in other aspects of life beyond, like, academics. That's something I really found a lot of value in when I was younger. I guess a year or two ago, I found a lot of value in academics and, like, oh, that was my identity. And it's like, well, that's not, you know, you're coming to a place where it's like, that doesn't really matter anymore. It's like, oh, okay. Well, what else is important in life? Well, people are important. How do we start valuing people more, (laughs) you know, instead of playing this game that you've been playing for 22 years of life in school, how do you, like, okay, well, let's transition into what the real world is, which is basically just making connections with people and making the world run based on that. Like, how do I make a relationship with somebody, you know, do a transaction, do whatever it is. People are the lifeblood of society. Yeah. I thought about this when we were at, uh, uh, when we were at Jacob's, like, graduation ceremony. Also, for those of you listeners who don't know, Jacob Casey has officially graduated and is now uh, an alumni of both Kansas State University and on the spot. He's spreading his wings. He is. He'll still be around. He'll like. Yeah. He'll probably appear on this podcast at least a couple more times. Um, that and he's going to Chicago with us, so we'll see him there. Oh yeah, let's oh, go. Yeah. Um, but yes, he is officially an alumnist of on the spot. Um, but as a gradu- graduation ceremony, I had this thought of, like, I know why like we still do it, but I kind of thought of the fact that like they. They're very specific to announce, like, you know, who in, like, the graduating class, like, graduated, like, summa cum laude and, like, magna cum laude. And it's just, like, that literally does not matter anymore. Like, of, of everyone, like, who is in academia, like, the people who are walking across this stage right now, it does not matter to them anymore. Yeah. Like you say, especially after, like, maybe, like, first job is, like, gets you through the first step of, like, their sorting process. Mm-hmm. But, like, nobody's going to be like, well... He's got no involvement, sucked at the interview, but by golly, look at that GPA. Yeah, really. <clears throat> no one's ever gotten laid off a of 4.0. Now, hold on. <laughs> now, hold on. Now, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. Um, I, I keep finding it weirder and weirder uh, how different education is from the other, like, degrees. Um, because my, my roommates are, like, mechanical engineering, wildlife biology, finance and accounting, and stuff like that. And they're talking about, oh, I have internships, I have to keep my grades up um, to look good for X, Y, Z. I have to uh, I have to network, I have to go to this career fair. And as an education major, a lot of that stuff's built in. Um, my internship is student teaching, and I have to pay for it. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, rather than like you know my roommates who are going and getting paid for their internships, I have to pay for it as part of my degree. Whatever, it's a little easier to, uh, it's it's less hassle on my part I guess. Yeah. Um, but then like, uh, grades as kind of a whole are not as end all be all as they are in high school, and I'm really struggling to get over that as I look at my finals right now mm-hmm. because I'm at like a lot of like teetering A's to B's right, yeah. and I'm like oh my god the finals basically guaranteed to give me a B. 
and then I'll like step back and be like, okay, <laughs> why do I care? There's no college above college that is gonna look at my, yeah, like GPA and be like, mm, you gotta be an intro to political thought. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure this is gonna work out. Sound like you don't be thinking about politics. Not, not. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't be reading the books. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, Machiavelli, I love you. I think you. I think you made some great points. I think you're spitting some straight facts. Um, I'm not reading the prince. <laughs> I'm not reading <laughs> and the you, prince. And you can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like really as as you get, especially. A, later in college if you're not really like at a point where you're jeopardizing scholarships or your funding or ability to be in school it really does come down to just kind of your classic economic thinking of like all right marginal cost marginal benefit what what trade-off am i going to make is it worth it to me to have this a or to have this like 98 instead of a 94 you know like yeah how much am i willing to bet that i can pull it out in the end you know like do i want to have like all a's for all of college or do i want to like be able to work a job and like have a little bit more of like an active social life and stuff like that and also like kind of to your point about like the difference in like majors and like how stuff is i guess like valued a little bit more like i've definitely like i talked to like like patrick and jay and nate and all those guys who are in like comp sci and like honestly just like a lot of the engineer and architecture students were like at least while you are still in college and like the way that like professors treat you within those majors, like your grades like are pretty indicative of like how people will like at least like have a first impression of you because I think at least in like some of those like majors and like classes, the grades are a little bit more reflective of like your understanding or at least like that's what like a lot of people in those majors think. Whereas like, like at least like in my major, like a lot of the like practical stuff that I do, like there is a final product. Like I either like, I do a news show, I do a radio, like, thing, there's a recording of that, like, I just made this website, and there's, like, a final product where, like, maybe I don't check all the boxes that they, like, need me to, like, I know on this final project for my coding, pro- like, project, there is stuff that, like, I just, like, was not able to do, so I will probably only get about, like, a B on it, but, like, the website is good enough where, like, I, like, I'm going to put it on my reel, and, like, other people, like, after college are going to see it, so it's, like, it's this weird thing of, like, what you end up, like, valuing more, where, like, a lot yeah. of, like, I think, like, the average like grade in my program is like a C plus across like all classes like through our entire program but like that's definitely like you would see that average and then you would like see the actual like work that gets put in by like people and it's like this is actually like people have gotten like hired and like do like a lot like do very good stuff but like our grade average is not awesome sure, sure. yeah and i feel like a lot of that is like more creative work and you're trying to like give people a rubric and like you have to have these 10 things and this is worth this many points. This is, and it's like, yeah, okay. That's, we all know that it's like the, the, cre- some creativity thrives when you give it constraints and some dies. Right. Yeah. So yeah. some people are going to be like, let me be creative and their creativity dies. And other people are just gonna be like, I'm going to make my thing. Um, it's relatively similar to what you're asking for. Yeah. Ball is in your court. You figure out what you're going to do about that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of power in that, just being like, hey, I'm trying to do your assignment. I'm not going to not gonna do it exactly. We can talk about it, but yeah, your job is to grade. My job is to do the project. I won't self-select out of this. I won't grade my own project before I hand it in. Yeah. Or, like, with, with teaching, I think, I don't know that even, like, putting a grade on it is quite, you know, because I think if you're a teacher you either got it or you didn't like in in class like yeah. you either uh and a lot of it is is experience based like a lot of it you would just have to be there in the classroom and figure out the hard way what works and what doesn't um and if did you did you figure out how to adapt well did you or did you not uh did you you know did you did you plan this out accordingly did you did you make it did you write it in a way that was you know useful to the kids or did you not uh and then did you change it to to make it better and I mean, I don't know that necessarily saying like, oh, yeah, this is a 96 percent worth of of how well the kids got it. Like, how, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It, it's it's pass fail. It's not pass fail, but like it works or it doesn't. Yeah. So you're saying that you would need to be able to improvise and adapt. Maybe maybe those kids. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, is the is that being in a classroom 
uh, you get caught off guard every now and then, and you really just have to think on the spot uh, and, and make decisions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might also have to overcome. No. You might have to overcome. But. but. <laughs> uh, it is weird to me, like, how at least, uh, I don't know, just, like, talking about, like, grades and, like, how stuff is, like, valued, but just, like, there have definitely been, like, large swaths of time that I've been in college that I've just been like, oh, I am paying money to essentially be on on the spot. Because, like, that's been my first priority at, for, at like, certain <laughs> times where I'm like, damn, I'm really paying tuition just so I can, like, be on an improv team. <laughs> Bro, let's be real. That's how, like, Second City and that stuff works. I mean, essentially, yeah. <laughs> Go through their, like, classes. Laboratory of... It's like, wow, hmm, $300 for this class. Maybe I'll be on SNL. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, that's a very cynical way to look at it. I but that if, for that reason, is is I could not be a professional performer, or oh, yeah. like, or or like anything that where you know your job, you, you know your, the job is that unstable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, especially when like your 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 probably your goal is like I want to make people happy, and like let's say you just let's say you have a, a show or two that's bad, and they're like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. You don't get to make people happy. Like mm-hmm. you don't get to do that here anymore. And it's like. What? Or or that means like sacrificing your own happiness to get there. Yeah. To get to a point where you're making a lot of people happy. Like is that is that completely worth it? Some people say yes, but for I, me I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, I think at a certain point it becomes to like why are you like doing it in this place? Cuz there's like people who are like kind of like, you know, the cynical example that I just gave of like people who are like paying all these money to like take classes and like trying to get on at like a professional place like Second City or like IO when it was open like trying to get on an IO and it's like are you some people are there because they genuinely do love it and they want to, like, make people happy and everything. But And, like, sometimes there's also people who are just, like, I am, like, this is a stepping stone and, like, which is, like, totally valid, too. Like, if that's, like, what you want. Like, I mean, we have friends who are, like, in Chicago right now who are, like, taking steps to try and, like, you mm-hmm. know, be, like, at a bit, like, have a bigger platform or, like, do stuff on a grander stage. But, you know, there's also no problem in, like, oh, I have a day job. And then also I perform at this comedy club, like, just in my city because, like, I think it's fun. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like it's so weird, like, just kind of like the whole idea of, like, professional comedy. Because, like, genuinely, like, that is, like, a a great, like, I have a day job. And also, I just like doing this on the side. Like, it's fun to me, right? I feel like that's almost, like, the ideal scenario. It's like, hey, yeah, we have these really funny people, and they're just people. But, hey, they're fun. They're funny. And then, I, I don't know, I just feel like people don't don't see that and when they look think about going into comedy they don't see as that that as success they see this has to be the only thing i do right has to be full-time comedy and i feel like that in and of itself is incredibly difficult to do right because then you you have to you have to get out and do things other than writing stuff Mm -hmm. or else you literally have no base content yeah you have nothing to you have to get out and have those weird experiences that most (laughs) of those comedians have yeah i also think like as you, I the higher up you get, like everything is work. Like obviously, like we only see like the like glamorous side of like you know Second City and like, say someone who like worked like, I don't even know if Second City is like a full time thing, mm-hmm. but like say you're a full time performer, like you're on stage for like you know if you're a comedian you're on stage for like maybe an hour like hour to three a night, and the rest of your day is either like, you know there's like a lot of stuff that goes into that like you're trying to like if you're a bigger person like you're trying to plan tours you're trying to do all this other shit like everything at a certain point becomes a job. And, like, mm-hmm. you can still, like, obviously you want to enjoy it as much, but, like, that's one thing that, like, I kind of worry about, because, like, I remember when I first, and, like, even, like, now, like, doing, like, improv with you guys, and, like, when I wanted to be, like, a theater major and stuff like that, I kind of thought about it for a while, and just, like, I, I don't know, like, there's, I don't, obviously, I would never know until I was, like, in that situation, but, like, I would just never want to lose interest in something, because I'm, like, oh, this just turned into a job, and, like, I still like doing it, but now it's just, like, something that, like, I used to do for fun on my own. And, like, yeah, I didn't get paid for it, but I did it because I liked it and I liked the people around it. And now it's more just, like, this is a really cool job. I love that I have it, but also, like, there's a lot of it that I just don't like. And I, you know, going through the motions kind of stuff, which there's a danger of that in, like, everything you do. Yeah. Well, like, I think especially with something that, like, at one point, like, you really loved. Yeah. Um. I mean, you just don't want to, you just don't want it to not be special, like you said. Yeah. That, and I don't ever want to be rich. 
I'm gonna stay down here. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. All the pores. I don't. <laughs> I'm not poor. I mean, like, okay, me personally, I don't have a lot of money, but I also like, I've had a good life. I don't want to say that I have not been privileged. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to become affluent. Affluent, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, just the problem, like, because you, you spend a lot of time striving for money, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what, for whatever reason, at least for me personally, it's like, oh, that's kind of beating your head. Then you're like. If you're also like me, you don't like to spend a lot of money, or at least tr- historically. Mm-hmm. And then you sit down and you think, well, wait, why do I want this money? Mm-hmm. What, what do with money? Yeah. What do? What do? What do? What do? And then you're like, what wait a minute, hold do? on. <laughs> money used to buy. Buy what? Exactly. And I had no answer to that question. It's like, well, what the frick do I want money for then if I'm not allowing myself to use it on anything? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is dumb. Why do you, like, I'm a, I'm a, like, pretty, you know, extreme saver. Yeah. Uh, and to, to the point where it's, like, almost like, you know, you're, you can spend a little money and, like, be okay. Like, you don't need to just... But then, it's like, there's always, like, that little voice of, like, but what if? But what if one day I'm going to need a ton of money? Yeah. And, and, you know, so far the day has not come, so... Uh, I am in college, but <laughs> the day has come, uh, but I didn't have it. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm going to be a teacher. Money is no object, so <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I I know from the I was told from very early on like you should not do this for the money because you're gonna be looking for a while like, and you're not gonna find it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. I think that's something that I have like. Just trying to pick up, like, even, like, just donating plasma was something that really kind of opened up mm. to me. Like, just, like, hey, like, it's okay to spend money because now you have a little bit of an income, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I know I have, you know, plenty of money saved away. And, like, long term, like, I don't think it's a problem. But, like, from, like, a personal well-being standpoint, I need to learn how to not get anxiety every time I go to Walmart and buy a bag of chips. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not get anxiety every time I go to a restaurant and not want to order anything and not want to talk to anybody there because I f- feel so horrible about spending money. It's like, okay, well that is clearly a much worse problem than having just a little bit less money. <laughs> mm-hmm. I... I think I'm absolutely the same way with both the things that you just said in terms of, like, money. I think I inherited that from my parents, specifically my dad. Um, but I've also felt like as I've gotten older, uh, I feel like I'm starting to become – or I've always been kind of the same way with, like, my time. Like, I like I fill my time, like, a lot just because I think, like, in general – I've made this joke on the podcast before, but I don't like time to think too hard. Mm, uh, <laughs> that's fair. No, that's valid. But uh, – like, as I've gotten older, like, I've realized, like, there's a lot of stuff that I want to do that I just, like, have never had time for because I'm always so busy because I say yes to stuff pretty easily, whether it's, like, stuff that I think, like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. And, like, it usually is cool, but, like, then I'm just, like, okay, well, now I can't say yes to other stuff. And just, like, giving myself more free time. Like, I know there's something that, like, that takes money and time is, like, I want to try and, like, travel more after, like, I get out of college or, like, even, like, next semester. And I need money and time to do that. And... I'm trying to get in the headspace of being like, it is okay to spend money on this, even if it's like a, c- a decent amount, because like you have a stable source of like income coming in, and also it's okay to like not say yes and fill your schedule all the time, so that way like yeah, there's gonna be times where you feel like you're not doing anything because you're not very busy, but also then you also have time to like go on those trips and like fill it with like stuff that you want to do and not just say yes to whatever everyone else wants to do. So, I'm trying to convince myself of all that. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely an art to, like, you always want to be busy. Like, you always want to have something to do. But if you have already always filled it, your schedule, like, full of things to do two weeks in advance, bad, 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 mm-hmm. bad. You'll be sad, probably. You'll be like, why? I have no free time. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, have a combination of some things you long-term plan and some things like, well, this week, I don't know what I'm doing Wednesday. You know, Wednesday rolls around, you're like, what are we doing? You know, like then you're like, oh sweet, I have some free time. Let's do something with somebody, and it is almost more satisfying than if you had planned it in advance, because then it becomes, I'm being spontaneous and fun and, and zany and ooh instead of, according to the contractual obligations that I have made, on this Wednesday I shall give three hours of my time to you know like, on this Wednesday I will have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will do something enjoyable. <laughs> 
it, it honestly like doing like little fun things like that almost seem more enjoyable when they are spontaneous like yeah. when it's just like hey maybe i'll go to walmart today or something like that and look at something i don't need and Ooh-hoo. will i buy it, it? Mm. maybe we'll see <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like i've i've like like i just said i am like actively trying to convince myself to like be okay with like allotting time for stuff cuz i am very much the kind of person who like i have the next well, actually, it's I'm in a period right now because of winter break where I, this is the first time all semester where I don't have the next three two weeks like out to the hour planned. Oh jeez. Uh, and there's a weird thing where like I I'm someone who like very much finds like like I feel safe and I find comfort in routine and like in structure at mm-hmm. least in my schedule. Sure. Like pretty much anything outside of that couldn't give a shit. I like not having the structure out of that, but like I like knowing where I'm supposed to be <laughs> and I like, like what yeah. I like. Just like what I'm like, what should be occupying my mind, uh, but I'm trying to like, I don't know, because like you said, like I think like I'm an anxious person in that way, where like if I'm not doing something, then I'm just like, oh, you should be busy, you should be doing something. But yeah, most of the like fun stuff that I've ever done, especially in like college, like whether it's like literally just going to Walmart, I was like I'm gonna go to Walmart and like get a bunch of fucking food and then cook something nice for dinner or something like that. <laughs> Or like uh, on like a grander scale, like uh, like when we went to Carhenge, like when it was like Lauren and me, Owen and Ashton, we all like drove up there in one day. That was like something that was decided like the on a Wednesday, and then we did it on Saturday, and that was a sixteen-hour car ride. <laughs> so, Damn, all in one day, and that was very very fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. I yesterday went to Target with my girlfriend because she's like, "Hey, are you doing anything today?" No. Will you come to Target with me? Sure. I bought a pack of magic cards. Let's Ooh. go. I felt real spendy. Spent five whole dollars. <laughs> I bought an adult coloring book online yesterday. Ooh. A National Parks themed one. That's a good one. And then I immediately realized this will not get here in a couple of days, but I also realized I don't have anything to color with. Mm. So I went to Walmart and I bought a big, like, 64 pack of colored pencils. Mm. My mom sent me with the 100 pack uh, because they were like, like uh, before this uh, semester started, she was at Walmart and it was like back to school time, right? So they got everything, you know, out. And so like this 100 pack was put in the wrong spot where it was like five bucks. And she's like, Evan likes drawing. I'm going to get him the 100 colored pencils for five bucks. It was like 15. Let's go. And she's like, you know what? You got really excited. Just keep the colored pencils. (laughs) Like, yeah, I still have yet to crack those. I'm sorry, mom. I've been busy. You'll get to them. Kind of bringing somewhat back to toys and childhood and oh. bionicles and stuff like that. I this is I was gonna say this earlier when we were talking about that, but I forgot about it because we moved on to other stuff. But it's it's not weird, but like it's very interesting to me how I'm starting to like loop back around to stuff that like not because it's like super like I've started like. Uh, like, I've started, like, coloring and, like, doing more, like, art stuff just because I think it's, like, relaxing. Like, I'll put on a podcast and, like, I'll, like, paint or, like, I'll just, like, color or something, like, while I'm in my living room. Or uh, my family for my birthday got me, like, a giant fucking Star Wars Lego set. And uh, I, like, just sat, like, I, I dumped the entire thing out onto my, like, my <clears throat> apartment living room floor and just sat there and, like, very slowly put it together and just had, like, lo-fi playing in the background. I did not look at my phone for, like, three hours. I just sat there. That was probably one of the best times I've had in the past, like, three weeks. What was the Lego set? Uh, it was a Star Destroyer. Oh. Like, the... Yeah. You mean, like, the $800 one, or the... No, no, not the $800 okay. one. <laughs> I don't remember which... I'm trying to remember which one exactly it was. Because I think they just got it from, like... A family friend. Oh. So I don't okay. know if they paid for it, but it was very nice. No, they they're Lego. They, I mean, they got those big ones. I mean, Lego's really trying to branch out and like market to adults now. Yeah. Like, there's always been like adults into Lego stuff. Like, honestly, I think the really impressive stuff comes from the adult side of the Lego community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only been in like the last year or so that they've really started like marketing stuff to adults. Like, they have like flower bouquets that you can build and they have like the like big architectural sets yeah yeah Yeah, and like wall art yeah Uh, my dad bought like three of the architectural sets and put them together in his office yeah Yeah. it looked because it looks cool on your desk yeah or your wall Mm -hmm. like they have a world map 
that is like it's just like the super tiny like little one by one like tile pieces that you put on a big base plate and just mosaic the entire world map uh but like it's something like small and tedious but like it looks cool on your wall yeah uh but they've also got like the $800 Star Destroyer. Oh, <laughs> they just dropped the $800 ATAT. Mm-hmm. I saw that in person in uh, the Lego store in, in Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing, <laughs> like, is is so much more substantial than you could ever, like, imagine it would be. Yeah. And, like, and, like, I feel like a kid looking at, like, well, I mean, I feel like a kid in a toy store because I am a kid in a toy yeah. store. But, <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, like, when you're a child and you're like, man, if, if only. only. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if only I had 800 spare dollars, dollars lying around that I could build this this thing, th- this thing that will sit on a shelf uh, and look cool. Which I still have all my Lego shelves still up and everything. I have most of my, I have a bunch of complete sets in my room at home. And then I have, uh, I'm trying to think how big the bins are. Oh, you're a bin, you're a bin guy. Yeah, I have bins of like okay. just because when I was a kid, okay, so I would put stuff together, and then like after like every like four months, I would literally just take the sets that I didn't like that much, and I would just break them down and just build new stuff out of them. Like I remember, I there was a really there was a about like a year or so uh, when I was in elementary school where I got really into like uh, like I would make like replica like battle scenes from like I would like look at pictures on the internet of like. Of like uh like an like a painting of like a World War Two battle or like a painting of like a battle from Star Wars and I would literally just try and recreate the painting like I would like put down a base plate and then I would just look at it from one direction and I would just try and recreate the painting from with like the Legos that I had. That's cool, that's hard, dude. Like, and I would just work on that shit for like weeks. <laughs> that's badass. Um, and I guess you guys have seen like a small taste of my like, my sh- my desk here in Manhattan is uh is like there's a few figures on my desk just mm. to like you know just I like things on my desk yeah uh shout out to Annalise for that for that frog and snail to oh, just yeah. put on my desk dude I I love it quickest way to my heart just give me shit to put on my desk uh, <laughs> I have at home and I love showing pictures because um because like people always are like yo you fucking loser like <laughs> how much time and money did you put into this action figure shelf and like, like I have a, a Marvel action action figure shelf and like I have every uh character from Infinity War and Endgame staged around Thanos. Like Thanos is in the middle and like the shelf above it, they're on like metal like like supports and whatever. Mm-hmm. Shelf above it and like like the, there's metal supports on the wall that stick out from the wall. Um, I magnetized a flashlight to it, and it's, like, right above Thanos' head. So it's, like, a spotlight on Thanos, and, like, when it's really dark in the room, you can just barely see, like, all, like, 50 other characters, like, standing around this dude. Like, dude, that that's is dope. I mean, I know, but... Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've invested so much money into that. I honestly don't even want to think about it, like, because I don't actually know how much it's cost me in, in the last... Uh, four years or so that I've been I've started collecting like that yeah I mean I don't know I feel like most people just kind of find something that brings them happiness yeah. and yeah. they're just like I'm okay spending my money on this yeah no I, you know? I, I had a job I worked at Target too so like a lot of the stuff I would get first dibs on hey let's go <laughs> it's cheating but <laughs> let me just it wasn't like it, it's not like I was reselling it yeah like this is this is for me. You're not a skimmer. You, you, scalper. 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 Excuse I'm not, me. I'm not a scalper loser who's gonna sell <laughs> to someone who doesn't care about it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I I support scalping, but only if like, if you, let's say you go to Black Friday and you're willing to throw bows and you buy a single Xbox and you're like, let me sell this up to somebody else. I'm okay with that. If you're gonna be like. Let me go to Walmart and buy 500 Xboxes, you poor sons of guns, and let me sell them. Back. Like, okay, like, I I, I support kind of, like, the opportunism, but, like, past, like, what you would have bought as a one person, like, any sort of reasonable amount, no. Yeah. Stop it. I've, I've done it where, like, I've kind of, like, talked with someone ahead of time, and, like, I'll buy one for me. And I'll mm-hmm. buy one for someone else and might sell it for, like, a couple bucks more. If not, just I'll sell it to my retail. At that point, you're just picking it up for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, also, like, I definitely get what you mean about the opportunism, but there's also a certain, like, especially with, like, a lot of the stuff that's been happening with, uh, yeah, like, just the, like, bot, like, selling online. Oh, it's horrible. Like, they're literally passing, like, they, there's a bill in the House of Representatives right now that's specifically made to combat uh, people who use bots to scalp PS4s, graphics cards, and Xbox Series X, uh, PS5s, and the Series X because it's such a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, I, like, I don't know, I'm not, like, super, like, keyed into it. Like, I've been wanting to buy a Series X or, like, a, or, like, just a PC for, like, a while. Yeah, me too. And uh, I literally, like, I it hasn't been, like, a huge rush for me, but, like, I haven't been able to. And the, it's been out for, like, over a year and a half now. And I yeah. follow, like, three or four different, like, uh, bots on uh, Twitter. And then I have, like, a Discord that is just bots that, like, tell me when stuff gets, like, restocked. And, like... I'll check it every now and then. And even when I'm, like, right on the notification, like, I hit it immediately, everything is still sold out. <laughs> yeah. It's unfair. It is. is what it is. It's unfair. Yeah, that's right. Like I said, it's kind of like botting or even just purchasing more than what you as a person. Like, like I said, like, if you want to go out and buy a single Xbox that you could have bought, you know, that you would have reasonably used, mm-hmm. and you're like, ha, let me sell this to Tim, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even really call that scalping. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, there's yeah. not, there's not a big moral issue in like, you know, just purchasing it and being like, mm, maybe I'll sell it to someone else, and and not at an exorbitant rate either. Like, yeah. You know, it's okay to mark it up. You yeah. know, For your, for your time and money and and effort to go track down something desirable for someone else. Um, but like, there's also, you know, don't be extortive. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's such a, like a such a fine line with that too, though, because like even like, um, like commodities businesses, you think about like right, they're selling all the same product, and a lot of people make a lot of money by saying like, hey, there is a lot of, let's say you know fertilizer produced in uh, the Middle East, uh, really advantaged in natural gas, they can produce it really cheaply, they don't have a whole lot of agriculture over there. So they have really low-cost natural gas, uh, really no low-cost fertilizer, but not a lot of usage. So I'm going to go ahead and buy it from over there, sell over here where they really need it, and have a lot more higher price. Like so that That's kind of like, it's the same concept, but for, mm-hmm. for different goods, right? Yeah. Less on a consumer level and more on like a macro level. Yeah. Like I feel like on a macro level, it makes a lot more sense. On a consumer level, it gets pretty dicey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd agree. Yeah, that's not that's not very controversial. Yeah, I don't know, but but I feel like it's the same concept. Like it shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't be any more dicey. But I feel like on as I feel like it is. I, I think you're right, I, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that everything is. I don't know. I I don't think everything ha- can can reasonably be held to the same standard, even if it is like the same process and same yeah. everything. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think every issue is kind of unique in that way. Strange, yeah. I'm I'm not a slippery slope kind of guy, but like yeah, I mean there's also like I I don't know I just like I get fired up about like the scalping thing because like it'd be one thing like if like okay it's five hundred dollars and like they're marking it up like fifty to a hundred or a hundred dollars but like most people who like scalp are marking it up like a hundred percent and charging people a thousand dollars yep and a lot of people. I don't know. I think like to begin with, I think like I understand why like consoles and stuff are like priced the way they are because like it's expensive to make them and they like do a lot of very good stuff they're very high grade uh material but i also think that they're priced very high and like like i said i've lived like in terms of like financial stability i'm privileged and i can like i am comfortable and i still like have trouble justifying it like and like affording a 500 hundred dollar purchase at one time and like there are a lot of people who like can't and now their only choice is to either pay a thousand dollars or just hope to God that, like, somehow these bots get dealt with so mm-hmm. that they can, like, maybe, like, have a, a point in their time where, like, they can afford to spend $500 at once and then hopefully it's in stock. Yeah. I I've, I got my Xbox One very late in the game, honestly. Uh, and I think I got it for, like, 200 bucks, something yeah. like that. Um, uh, I'm, this, and it wasn't... It, there was not this issue with the Xbox One when that released. Um, no. But... Like, I got it several years later for 200 bucks, and, like, I don't game enough to really need a Series X right now, especially since they're they're running pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, 
pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. And and like the the Xbox One is still a viable choice. Like they're still producing games for the Xbox One. And, I mean, they're not forcing you to make the jump yet. Yeah, not yet. They they will. They will yeah, soon. Yeah, it will happen. That's how it happens with all technology. Yeah. When when they uh, announced that they were gonna stop making 360 games and like. 2013 or something like that. I was like, no, why? <laughs> and then I was like, because there, I mean, there was a serious jump in hardware yeah. that yeah. <laughs> I couldn't comprehend, but, and there is a big jump in hardware from the Series X from the, from the one, but, yeah. but it's not so big that like, it's more, I think the jump in hardware this time uh, is more about like just processing power and like yeah. kind of like background stuff. Whereas like, I think this, like the Xbox 360 to the one was like, we can do so much more with the actual yeah. like functions of games yes. and like how players interact with them. Whereas like this is more just like, oh, we can make it so that you can have like three games running simultaneously and there's like awesome graphics, but like for the most part the games are like gonna play the same. Loading times also. Yeah, loading times, thing. yeah. It's a big big selling point for this generation of, of consoles. Yeah. This has been the video game podcast, by the way, everyone. We're not on the spot anymore. No. This, this... <laughs> this is Game Informer magazine. <laughs> Jesus. Is that a thing anymore? I don't know. I haven't read an issue of Game Informer since I was like, I don't know, 16. Honestly, I'm kind of kicking myself for this now because I'm realizing they're kind of valuable. But when Halo 4 dropped, uh, the Game Informer issues, I got the one with Cortana on the front of it. I still have (laughs) all of my old Game Informers from when I had a subscription because I had a Power Up Rewards member. Oh, that's where I got mine. That's where I got mine. No, I got the sexy Halo 4 Cortana (laughs) cover and I'm realizing that that is actually fetching a decent like price now. Like it's Mm. an old piece of like video game history Uh, and it's probably like collecting dust like in my basement somewhere. Yeah, mine's somewhere in my back room in my basement. So. Huh. Damn. Good times. Yeah, really. Uh, I was not little fourth grade me was not ready for that. I felt I felt uh, like I was doing something wrong owning that magazine. I thought my mom was gonna be like, you know, what the, what, what the hell's that? A naked blue woman on on in in my household. I do just remember my parents like handing me magazines and like they were never like that, but they were just like it would just be like that or like just random like video game art on the front and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, video, game, video game art from that era from like two thousand mm, late nineties to two thousand. 10-ish. 10-ish, yeah, yeah. To, like, 2012, uh, so... It was pretty aggressively horny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> horny and violent, like... Yes. Or just, like, re- not, like, creepy, but just, like, just very, like, grimdark. Games were edgy yeah. in, that, in that span of 10-ish years, like... Yeah. That's weird. That's the... that's And that's the area I, era I grew up in, too. I'm like, yeah. But I'm, I'm not a huge gamer. I don't think it really had a huge effect on me. I don't know. You're pretty edgy. I'm not <laughs> edgy. I made that one joke about capitalism. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna say something edgy, and Jack, er, Jack, and Zach's gonna cut the scene, uh, cut this long form when I say this really edgy joke, and then uh, it did not, in fact, get cut, and even worse, no one laughed. Wait, what was the joke again? It was. Um, was it during the last it, long form? Yeah, I was doing okay. the two fire hydrants because I saw them like the five minutes. Oh and I was like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. it's been a couple minutes. I think I can like safely like go for the cut. Um, <laughs> And there's, like, two fire hydrants and three dogs. And, like, oh, I'm pissing on this fire hydrant. I'm pissing on this fire hydrant. Uh, and then there was, like, one dog left out. And I was like, oh, this shit's pretty cool. I like it. I'm going to call it capitalism. <laughs> Crickets. Lights are still on. And I just, <laughs> I was, I had just walked off. Bro, like, I, <laughs> I remember that. I do remember you walking off and just being like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I can't end it on that. <laughs> I was like, I can't just end it on just silence. <laughs> no, and I, I don't blame you, but, like, I figured at least one person would be like, ha ha, he said the thing about capitalism. <laughs> Dude, I felt so bad. I was like, oh, shit, that was a swipe. That was a swipe. Oh, and then nothing happened, and I, like, I didn't even wait for a swipe or anything. I just walked off. Dude, I was looking for every opportunity I could. I, like, because I try and cut it at, like, a bigger laugh or just, like, some yeah. big, like, reaction, <laughs> and I was just like this like no one's reacting and it like i think it went like just under 20 minutes but like that was one of our longer long forms mm-hmm. of the semester because i was just like s- laughed someone, someone get a reaction someone yeah. just screams so the audience like screams back or something <laughs> that was an interesting long form honestly it was a, i think i think you could feel the finals coming around the corner in that one yeah so tough show yeah. tough crowd tough crowd tough. jacob's parents tough crowd yeah, Jacob's parents were the people who were laughing the most. Yeah, they were. And if they if they weren't, yeah. <laughs> you can't win them all. Can't win can them all. Not. Don't worry. Next semester, just blowing it out of the park all the way through. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna 
jump out with a... I don't even know what I'm going to jump out with. Okay, yep. we really need to do that opener that we did at the alumni show. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Please. That was, like, an absolute banger of an opener. Like, those are some of the, like, the better long forms done in a while, and I really feel like it was because I think so, yeah. of that opener. So, thank you, Chris, for showing yeah, us that. Thank yeah, you, dude, Chris. Chris, you're a legend. You are a legend. See you in Chicago. Yeah. See you in Chicago. What was it called? It was, oh, my God. Duh, 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 duh. duh. It was. It had nothing to do with what yeah, we were doing. Yeah, it had nothing to do with it. It was, it was like, it was not coffee machine. It was. It wasn't. Like, co- it was. It, I feel like it was like an appliance or something like that. Yeah. It was like, mm. It is going to kill me, that I that I don't know this. Message him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I'm, somebody wrote it down. Somebody wrote it. Down. I think Ashlyn might have wrote it down because she got like she took a bunch of notes from Chris during his workshop. So. Yes. As she should. As she should. But uh, uh <laughs> hey, the alumni show went great. So. Uh, I know. Dude, that was. That was probably the best show we had this semester. Probably. By yeah. far. That was a banger. By far. I felt so comfortable. Uh, and the weirdest part is that, like, I I did not know any of these people mm-hmm. uh, 24 hours before. Oh, yeah. I was Before I was proving with them. Yeah. And it was effortless prov. Hey, man, just wait until, like, improv festivals mm-hmm. when it's just, like, a bunch of... <laughs> de- de- like... It's always so weird to me how, like, each improv team has its, like, own distinct vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but also, when we all get in a room, it's just like, oh, this is just, like, all just... It's just, like, improv kids. In mm-hmm. the way that, like, oh, th- like, theater kids getting together, like, oh, it's a bunch of theater kids. Like, we very much are, like, it's just a bunch of fucking high college students who do improv. Yeah. Dude, it is hilarious. You get, you get so, you see some teams go up there and do a set, and you're just like, oh, they're, like... They lean into the edgy stuff like mm-hmm. constantly. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we would never do Garrett's that. Garrett's talking about MU. We're I talking about Missouri. Talking about <laughs> damn, Missouri. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, like, I think it'll be interesting because, like, we haven't had uh, a festival since uh, COVID. So, like, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of teams have like lost members and like turned over yeah team dynamics have shifted across the board so i'm very interested to see what the festivals look like this year yeah i know like even we were going to go down to arkansas and that was like right when covid was happening and we're just like kept flip-flopping it got canceled like three times put on back three times i don't and i I still follow the laugh track and field on instagram it's like yeah i don't know if i know anyone there yeah, I was going to say, I think yeah, there like, are a couple of the teams that we had at Delphus last year that now everyone that had come to the festival is no longer on the team. Yeah, because like, it was Eamon and Rex are the guys. Those are the names I remember, and I, I remember a couple other people I don't remember. I think of all the people that came from Laugh Track and Field, I think maybe one or two are still on the team, hmm. and they would have been like the noobs of that year. Gotcha. Dang. So, so, I mean, outside of CIT, which is still currently it's canceled, yeah, right? Canceled. Uh, what else? What else is there? There'll be ours, which is March fourth through the sixth. Um, Mizzou's Delfest. Yeah, Delfest. Mizzou's, which is Commotion, which I think is happening sometime in February. Mm-hmm. Um, Abso's, which is uh, Chirp Up, which is at Ball State. They haven't announced their dates yet. I would assume sometime late February or like mid March. Mm-hmm. We and still then, know some. We know still know quite a few people on. Yeah, there's still quite a few people. Chirpo. We know we know Abso's team pretty well, and yeah. then possibly something at Drake. Yeah. Because Drake, Drake didn't had like didn't do one since you and I have gotten on the team, yeah. but they have in the past. But, so Maria's all, Maria graduated, right? I know. I still know a lot of people on the. I think I know pretty much the entirety of Drake's team, mainly because really? one of my high school friends who was the theater president after me just got on. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> So yeah, we'll we'll see. No one is like I think so far us and Mizzou are the only two people who have actually like put hard dates to when our festivals are gonna oh, okay. be. So we'll see. Awesome. Look forward to it. Yeah. Some spotty road trips in the future. Is right. it like weekend weekend road yeah, trip weekend. kind of thing? Yeah. Sure. No, you have to go it's m- Tuesday to Thursday. Okay. Oh, clear your schedule. Yeah. Call your professors now. <laughs> It'll be right up your alley. It's like five hours of sleep in a weekend type of thing. Hey, you just exposed the shit out of me there. (laughs) (laughs) Right up your alley. I schedule everything but my sleep. And even then, sometimes I forget. (laughs) Yeah, even then, I just forget to sleep. Ah, Rest? What's that? Who's she? Are you talking about shield resting in Super Smash Bros.? (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about the Jigglypuff move? Rest, I only do that in RPGs to get my health back up. I only do that in Minecraft to get all the creepy crawlies away. Yeah. 
because Zach's bad at combat, so he just he's got to sleep. Garrett just. I don't have a response. Say it. I don't have a response. No, say it, Zach. Say I don't. It. I genuinely don't, Garrett. You put honey inside my house. <laughs> How much honey? <laughs> so much. Four blocks. Four solid goddamn blocks of honey he put inside my Minecraft house. Oh, I thought this was a real... I thought, forgot we were talking about Minecraft. We're talking about Minecraft. Yeah. Talking about if you Minecraft. put actual honey in my house, four solid blocks, I'd be concerned and like probably irritated based on where you put it, but if you just left bottles of honey that were like clean and not sticky... I would not be upset. I dude, mean, how do you make a block of honey IRL? Like, uh, do you cover it in it's just probably just like a honeycomb, you know? Mm. Just put it in an ice mold and put it in the freezer. Just, just freeze. A perfectly cut, cold honey I've honeycomb. I've yeah. never seen frozen honey. Does it freeze? I feel like it has a lower freezing temperature than most. Uh, well, well, I know. I, I couldn't tell you. It's just would it just be like really, really slow honey? <laughs> Maybe. I mean. That's that's how temperature works. Your your molecules just move slow until they stop. You right. You you are definitely right. This man took uh, physics. High school physics. Yeah. <laughs> High school physics. I was like, that's definitely yeah. phys- that's a physics problem. Not even the not even the honors one. Hey, let's I was go. Too scared. I didn't even take physics. I didn't either. I took accounting. I, I took AP bio class in high school. Well, I counted. <laughs> One, two, three. That's enough for me. A plus. Shout out to Braden's dad for being the best accounting teacher that I will ever have. Hey, shout out to Mr. Funk. Mr. Funk. Mr. Funk. Absolute stud. I lit- I took Braden. his class. It's two semesters. I went to college. Two semesters of accounting one and accounting two. I did not get lower than 100% on any test because he taught so well and so much in that one year of high school that I really could have tested out of all of college accounting that was required for the College of Business. Let's go. And so I just sat there and was like, yeah, bro, this is easy stuff. And now his son rides a penny board. Uh, how with Darth the Vader on it. With Darth Vader on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say how the mighty have fallen? <laughs> <laughs> the Funk family. What has it come to in Braden? <laughs> crumbled. Crumbled the Funk family. All right, well, fellas, uh, not to end on us <laughs> shitting on Braden, but we have been recording for about an hour, so why don't we go ahead and say our goodbyes? Goodbye. Sex with me is like... Braden Funk. Braden Funk? Crumbling. <laughs> Sex with me is like four blocks of honey. Uh, in your house. <laughs> Bing bong. All right, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>